Hey everyone, this is Craig Horlbeck from the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. Join me, Danny Heifetz, and Danny Kelly every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to help you win your draft, win your league, and most importantly, avoid that last place punishment. Follow the Ringer Fantasy Football Show on Spotify. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. The NBA playoffs are here. And we all know playoff mode is a thing. Listen to the evidence. Playoff crowds are going wild. Playoff players are lighting up the court. Even your speakers are in playoff mode. Okay, we'll take it down a notch, but just a notch, because this is the Turn It Up to 11 NBA Playoffs. Playoff mode is clearly a thing. The NBA Playoffs presented by Google Pixel continue on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Kill it. I'm ready to go. Amped up, high on life, very excited. My desk is now soaking wet. I got the Celsius all over the place. Hang on. Spark. Hang on, I'm back. Jesse's headphones are clinging to the back of that ogre neck of his. He's wearing my color. I'm not happy about that. Oh, yeah, you wear this color all the time. I said to Jesse a second ago, down to the very color of his shirt, I hated every single thing about his essence today. (laughs) And he did nothing wrong. I, at all. I literally, nothing. all I'm You're in doing here great. is working, getting things ready. You come in playing basketball, talking about 20 different subjects in a second. Oh, my God. Listen, we I'm so excited for the show today. We are, no, we've decided. It's great. Jesse's going to reach out. We're going to we're going to start really smashing socials. We're yeah. pumped. We're going to build this brand. <laughs> Jesse's ready to throw himself I off. Not, a cliff. No, no. We're just we're saying things. Big that, announcement. Third man in going forward. Bill Simmons every week. He's, Billy boy. Bill's committed to joining the show twice a week now. That is amazing. For the next nine years. That's a contract. That's extension. a contract. I haven't extension. spoken in yep. a month. No, it's so. done. Um, I think the people are going to be interested in today's episode. I, I, I'm excited about how you put out a post this Thank morning you. just asking for different subjects, Correct. not only questions, but subjects deeper to talk about. And it started, we, we had some other things we were going to discuss, but it kind of just devolved into why are we putting so much effort into all these other subjects that we're not sure guys want to hear? Why don't we just talk specifically about what we know they want to talk about? This is the so, people's episode. Is this, this is the is. people's episode. We're going to work in some other things. There will be a nonsense segment. Um, there's going to be a giveaway we're going to discuss, and we'll have an interview, but we're going to open it up. Let's do, we're let's do start, people's episode. We're starting with Wander, though. This is the this is the news and the story. Okay. This is the story I think it has and the to be hobby. discussed. Uh, there's some crazy stuff. Hector Gomez, blue check mark, very well known, respect in the industry, a person very close to the investigation uh, into the Wander Franco case. And this is his quote. It will be very unlikely that Wander Franco will play in MLB again, judging by the results of the investigations that are currently being carried out, which directly commit him to accusations against a minor. Who is Hector? Is he well, like, I, be, yeah. besides the blue check mark? I mean, we have a blue check mark, for goodness sakes. What? I am curious to know, like, is he well known in the hobby? So he's a jur- or in no, the industry? Not, not in the hobby. He's a, he's a journalist in the Dominican Republic. He's one hundred three thousand followers on, on. He's an MLB oh, insider okay. as well. I mean, one hundred three thousand. That's not bad. Yeah, and, and Hector's, pr- I mean, like I said, pretty well known. Okay, so that's the fact that he scary. is going on a limb quoting that. He's also in his home country where some of these things were alleged to have taken place. Not great. So, anyways, all right. Talk about how that related to what you've seen on social media, because I also want to talk been, about pricing. People I've have seen. just been fleeing, like on Facebook. Here's my wander cards. Make an offer and take them. Like it, I've never <laughs> seen. And the, the dumbest thing I've seen though is when people have made a comparison to Tatis. Like, well, we went through this with Tatis oh. last year. <laughs> Shoving a needle into your arm is far different than what we're talking about with wander. So, yeah, don't be that idiot. But it does seem like in general, people are even big cards. Trying to get off from under them. I'm just really curious how, if that is just the Facebook group, like, because I assume you're talking about our group or other mm-hmm. groups. Okay. So we have 100,000 members. I don't even care about other groups anymore. So, I literally just go to ours. Yeah, exactly. My, but my question, the reason I say that is because I looked on eBay and then, you know, card ladder as well, just to check pricing and nothing has taken a dip since we talked about it last or uh, Monday's episode. 
Um, if anything, there's a few things that have kind of gone up a little bit. And I'm looking at, you know, nothing auto. And these aren't huge cards. But say, like, his 2019 Bowman PSA 10 is uh, Bowman uh, Paper Prospect Base and his uh, Prospect Chrome. And then also uh, a Bowman Mega Box. These are all $70 to $30 cards, but none of them have significantly dropped. So I am wondering if there is maybe a different sentiment overall across the country, not just, well, I guess our group covers the country, but I don't know. If if people are saying that in Facebook, though, or on, on our group. You think you'd start seeing that reflected. You think you'd see it there. Yeah, I agree. I don't know that I would do it. I, I, I kind of stand, I don't know, it's weird to say. The only thing I would say, if, and I am not holding any wanders at all. I maybe have some some cheap SGC tens, but nothing of significance. I just have no desire to sell it right now. I'm going to wait and see how it pans out. When did that Hector tweet come out? That was today, a few hours ago. I think it was today. Well, let me double check. Hang on here. Yeah, he it was sent like it. last night. Oh, there you go. Night. Yeah, last night, seven sixteen. Here's the other thing that just uh, whenever things like this come out, I just think if it's that cut and dry though, and this is an extortion case or whatever. Wouldn't you like this guy? He's a young guy. He's got plenty of agents and people in his life, media training people. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you just be all over the place? Like, hey, this is extortion. This is what happened. Very simple. So the fact that, that he is this quiet, they, I'm not. Make, I'm not passing judgment, but it does make me think. Man, somebody comes out and says this about me. Well, here's this person. Here's the background we had. Here's X, Y, Z. Here's all the factors. You got to think there. Like you said, there's PR people behind this that maybe they're just like, don't say a word. Let the lawyers look into it. Let the police look into it. Let them exonerate you. Then we'll come out and just say our our finding. But maybe I, again, for everybody's sake, obviously. So there's no victims. I hope this whole thing has been fabricated. Sure. I, I don't think that's the case. It seems like there's way too much smoke. Uh, there has to be fire, but we'll see. We're not going to comment too much more until we actually get some detail on it. But there you go. Okay. People's now episode. <laughs> what do you? People's episode. What do you or, people want? Uh, I think the first. What I liked about the the people segment that we're going to do is there are also questions in here that maybe we've discussed. I know we've discussed some of them uh, a time or two, but we are predominantly a podcast that services not just people who've been in the hobby forever, but new people so we have a much newer audience we just don't always go over some of the newer questions though and so our first guy chris smith came off right off the bat with some good solid let new me, guy questions let me paraphrase this because it's long okay. chris smith only issue i have with you as a person you read, wrote too many words and <laughs> i have crazy add today uh he basically is saying i've got a griffey junior rookie card it's a psa 10 it's autographed so it's just D- psa dna authenticated what should i do always if you can send the card back in to have it dual graded, the auto and the card. Because mm-hmm. if this comes back a 10-10, PSA 10 auto, PSA 10 card, much more valuable. Resale aside, I do that with all of my PC items anyways, because again, even cards where I'll look at you and say, hey, Jesse, this, this Brady is never leaving the nest. Yep. Something crazy happens in life and the Brady has to be sold off or whatever. We're selling cardboard. Like I want my stuff in the most premium condition, grade, holder, whatever, okay. to be able to move it. So I do think uh, he asked to, is there a risk? Are they going to regrade it? In general, yes. Most companies, when you send a card back in for that, I would send it back in graded, send it in the holder, yeah. do not crack it out. I want this, and then just sub- select the service you then want. But I, I would want this card dual, dual graded, auto and card. So I like his uh, question, though, is, is it better to not know than to get a low auto grade? Here's the other thing, too. You should be able to tell. Is the auto clear or are there streaks in it, smudges? Is it off the car? Does the pen run off? Yeah. If it runs off, I mean. What's the lowest grade an auto can get? I'm sure it's one through ten. You think so? I've, have you, li- I literally don't think I've ever seen anything besides, I honestly am trying to think if I've seen a nine. I, oh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, you see enough of But those. I mean, I, I know you would have to see something below a ten because why else would there be a ten? But like a one on an auto grade, that just seems so foreign to me. My Ted Williams flawless patch auto is a nine, five, eight. An eight on the auto. Yeah, because it's an old school cut auto. The card is made around it. Yeah. It goes off and it's kind of blurred out. It's an eight. Man, that does make me, I would love to see a one. Um, all right, so that's question number one. You want to do question number two as well? Yeah, he asked, like, with cards you intend to sell, how do you determine what to grade? Again, good question now because the grading landscape has t- entirely changed. Uh, so much so it even changes based on uh, grading companies. Like right now, mm-hmm. and again, we, we say this anyways, but just to be fully transparent, SGC is a big sponsor of the show. SGC is still currently running the $9 grade with Topps Chrome cards, 2023. Mm-hmm. There are so many cards I would grade for $9 that I would not grade for 18 or 20. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. E- even like a ba- even like, let's just go dirt cheap. Base Adley Rushman 
and Gunner and Corbin Carroll stuff. I'm normally not grading those, but if I think it, it passes the eye test for me where I think it's going to be a 10, a 10 is probably 25 to 30 bucks. Raw, those are a couple dollars. I'll spend the nine bucks and do it. It's oh, worth it. Yeah, 1,000%. Especially, especially when and especially back was, so quick. Well, so I was going to say, that's the other thing. Now, if I pull a $5,000 auto tomorrow, yes, I'm sending it to PSA. No question. We've never denied that. We, I understand how the game works. But I do think a lot of it comes down to what is the resale on the card. He he references, though, a, uh, he has a Michael Harris SP. Uh, the raw comps are 40 to 50 bucks. Absolutely. But it, even but, this, it's never cut and dry, right? Mm-hmm. If I pull that card day one, let's say, for example, the value is probably more. Ultraviolet is an SP, uh, insert that comes out of Topps Chrome. Yeah. The first one of those might sell for 100 bucks because it's first, it's brand new, it's great. If you can be the absolute first to market, you will almost always do better just selling it raw and cashing it right then. But that window is so minuscule that after that, I would rather be the first one to sell the graded copy. Well, he makes the comment, and it, this is a comment that you see more with other grading companies too. And I, this this did not start out as an SGC plug, but it just makes sense plug in this case. Away, Jesse. It boy. just says he says sell now raw while there's lots of hype, as opposed to getting it graded. That is to imply like you could not get it back in time while the hype is still going, which would be the case with most grading companies. I think yeah, in this like, case, you can have your cake and eat it too. Realistically, PSA, if I send a Volpe card there today, I'm not getting it back before the end of the season. Here's the thing that does stink. I wasn't planning on doing this now, but I think we do just need to segue that into the giveaway since we were going to mention it later anyway. Go but um, so Grand Slam is who we uh, work with for group submissions for anything SGC related. They we're going to do a giveaway for anybody who uses his SGC grading service between now. This is August 17th and the end of the month. 2023 uh, of the year of our Lord, 2023. Uh, Anybody who uses it basically over the next two weeks, you will be submitted. If you post on Facebook, we're going to make a post. We just need a screenshot of the form that you submit to him. um, That just says that you're grading SGC. It doesn't matter how many cards. If you win, we're going to give you 25 free grades. So, we'll do this on Facebook, on Instagram. Everywhere. We can make like a post everywhere, yeah, right? We'll continue to mention it throughout the next couple of weeks. But there you go. We were just going to do a little a freebie giveaway. If you're already bulk submitting 18 bucks a card through him, there you go. Boom, roasted. Okay. All right. Uh, next question up is Brian Duransky. How much do you think Bowman Draft will be pre-selling for? And then he says, Tom Brady. I don't know what those so the letters. Brady, you know what the letters stand for. I don't so know. the Brady card is going to be in there. Uh, the, that first draft card, like with everybody, the first prospect. We saw some pictures released. We actually didn't talk about this. It got released Monday, but after we had finished recording, mm-hmm. Bowman Chrome comes out. See, I'm Billy Bean here. When yeah. I snap you, no, I, I know what you mean. Jonah Hill. I don't. I don't uh, check up 2023 Bowman Chrome. I think it's September 16th. Uh, Either yeah. way, they just released pictures where they have a Roberto Clemente, and it has the first symbol on it. Now, Roberto Clemente, obviously not signing anymore. So there's my joke. That's we yep, hit the button for the joke. Do the do the. Did you just hit stop recording or anything? <laughs> Are we still recording? Because your whole board lit up and we're it made still no recording. noise. Here's the here's the problem. When oh you hit a God. button on the board, hit it again, dude. I want something. Big picture. I'm back to where I was pre-show. Just <laughs> everything. Um, they release pictures. They're gonna go like some throwback guys, people who never had Bowman first cards. So people like Tony Gwynn, even in the 80s, uh, all the way back to the 50s and 60s, Clemente, Hank Aaron, all these guys will have it. There's a little bit of buzz around that in Bowman Chrome. I think we're going to see major buzz around that in Bowman Draft because we're going to see the first autos of a lot of these guys. So they released the image. Tom Brady was drafted, I believe, as a catcher for the Expos back in the day. He will have autographs on that card. Just to give you an idea of price, though, for hobby cases, it was $2.69 a box times 12, which is... Jesse, go. Rain Man. Stop it. Well, you never know. I'd like to give you the half. That's thirty two twenty eight. HTA, which is just the three autograph cards, nothing else with it, was three twenty nine times twelve. Thirty nine fifty. I'm gonna say draft is coming out forty five hundred range. For sure. Draft always comes out much more expensive than Chrome. It's always a more sought-after product, at least at least at the time of release. Chrome will always catch up. But to Duransky's question, what do we think is going to come out of it? I, I think you're probably looking at 4,500-ish. To 5,000. Yeah, because you've got Jumbo and Super Jumbo with Draft. I'm going to say like 42 and 48, something like that. I bet it is it's on gonna the be higher expensive. end with the Tom Brady. Even Just, without, though, it's got... Like, that's the I thing. Know. It's that anyways. 
but the it's it just there's always going to be like somebody who's going to make the product more fascinating and sure. draw more eyes. But this is even a step above. I feel like you're I'm not very usually cur- going to have something like that. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. I am very curious too about this Bowman Chrome set. I haven't heard anything about it yet in terms of rookies. Ethan Salas, I believe, is is going to be one of the bigger chases. I'm pretty sure he's a Padre. He'll have his first auto. That'll be a big chase. Okay. I don't know who else. Bowman Chrome is always. Bowman Chrome though is interesting, man. There's a lot of hit and miss with Chrome. Like 50-50, that product is either great or just like garb. Like 2022 Chrome, very average. 2021 is trash. Yeah, Chrome is interesting to me. So I don't love it at that price. HTA at 39.50. But yeah, at his point, draft's going to be super expensive. No question. When does draft come out? Did we ever establish December? That? Late December. December or something? Yeah, that's why you won't see it on there yet. Yep. Okay. Uh, well, next- then again, you didn't see Chrome on there either. It's less than a month away. I found it. Never seen the movie. Uh, Don Getters says, does the Wonder Situation have greater long-term ripple effect throughout the hobby in terms of making people gun-shy on investing heavily in one certain player? I sure hope it does. I just don't think so. We saw this with Tatis, right? Again, totally separate, separate situation. But the thought that, hey, this guy could come out and do something that could severely impact long-term his hobby value. Yeah, so we'll go find somebody else. Like, that that didn't change anything. When I say I sure hope it does, I do mean that. I mean, because you should be very cautious before investing heavily in any unproven player. Well, that's that's a different argument. That but that's sure. what I mean. But, like, like would, would I go out? Am I more hesitant today to go out and buy a $10,000 Aaron Rodgers rookie because of the Wander thing? No. Is it possible that we find out in, a, in six months from Aaron Rodgers is some heinous crime? Sure. Sure. I, I'm playing the odds. It's not going to happen. But like, I do think there's a difference between putting all your eggs in one basket with one player versus spreading that out among many prospect players. In this case, in your scenario of putting 10,000 into Aaron Judge, I do think there's a difference. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rod- oh, you said Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I did. Okay. Well, let's say. Scrub the audio. No, no, no. I think in this <laughs> situation, Aaron, say it is Aaron Judge, though. Would you not think that there's an issue? Why can't we use Aaron Rodgers? Because Aaron Aaron Rodgers is an established player. So is Aaron Judge. He won an MVP. Aaron, I know, but he still he's has like a lot of yeah. yeah there's a lot almost, more time. Pick uh, a better example. No, now it now it doesn't matter. Now there's been too much confusion into Aaron it. Eckhart, the movie producer. <laughs> we could invest in him. Aaron, Aaron Eckhart, Sp- the movie. Oh, producer? the actor. Aaron yeah, Spelling. We could invest in Aaron Spelling. Don't you? I won't talk sports. You don't talk actors. How about Aaron that? We'll Weber, the comedian. Uh, yeah, well, he was on the podcast. Chris so Weber, basketball player. Don Getters, thank you so much for your question. Chris Perry, personal friend. Mike Thompson wants to know. The band Perry. When, <laughs> the, I'm telling you, if I don't bring yep. the drugs next time. Good, healthy, pharmaceutical Don't drugs. tease me with a good time, bro. When thinking long-term PC type cards, if something is hot right now, say he says showy rookie cards. Hot. Or Adley Witt. Does it make sense to move it while high or keep long-term and wait for more value in the end? With those examples, uh, Adley and Bobby Witt, for example, let's go with those two. Both very young, super unproven. Spencer Torkelson, I'd put in the mix. These three guys have been unbelievable, especially Witt and Torkelson. Torkelson had two more home runs last night, by the way. I love these forgotten guys coming back and having great second halves. Okay. Witt, Torkelson, Adley, uh, very talented. A lot of hype. Most, um, my sound sounds jacked. Maybe because I'm just yelling into this thing. <laughs> yeah, you you got a brain thing going on, hey, bro. Jesse, don't worry about it. Don't you make jokes. <laughs> With guys like that, if I see the opportunity to cash out at what I think is a high, I'm out. Is it possible that in seven years we're looking at Adley and, hey, dude, this guy's Buster Posey. He's unbelievable. You know, Torkelson is just un- amazing. Sure. But I just think there are some instances where I, I want the sure thing. Yeah. I can cash out at X amount, and I don't care that it's PC. Go buy another PC of a, of a proven guy. I'm not saying just cash out and do the flip, cash out, flip. Take your winnings and, and go buy something you want to pull that, that's an established thing. But for me, long term right now, I am very – there's not a single player. Oh, let me think about this. My statement was going to be there's not a single active player that I'm holding long term. Oh, well, you can't make that because there's so many players that are already so close to the end anyway. It might be true with me, though. I'm trying to think of an active player that I am holding long term no matter what in the box. Patty Mahomes. That's that's the only example I have. Everybody else in that box is retired, you know, dead, whatever. But like that. Okay. 
even in baseball, like a trout, you don't think that I don't have those. I'm saying, I'm saying for me. Oh, but for your own personal collection. But there okay. comes a point though where. But there are players. Though. Sure, it gets to that point with me where there's a guy, not Aaron Judge, but Aaron Rodgers. You've heard of him. Heard of him. I want somebody. I want the the answer to this question has to be yes. If they die tomorrow, retire tomorrow, never play again tomorrow, are they Hall of Famers? If the answer is a clear yes, a clear yes. Sure. Judge is not a clear yes. I don't. I don't think Judge is a Hall of Famer right now. I can't imagine he's with his stats. Maybe he's close. What doesn't matter. Aaron Rodgers is a first ballot guy tomorrow. Mike mm-hmm. Trout is a first ballot guy tomorrow. If that's the status, I'm okay with the long term hold. If the answer is questionable or no. I'm always just of the mindset of there's time to do what I want with it. Let me flip. Let me make a little bit of money off that younger guy and go get a card and come and I can circle back if I need to. But yeah, I just I'm very hesitant about anything long term. And I've held some huge wander cards in my life. I've held some massive Julio's. Uh, Even Mahomes early on had some big stuff. And it was like, yeah, but okay, great. He has a Super Bowl, not a Hall of Famer. He is now. So that's a little different. But but this I, all relates to current players, people who are currently playing. Current players. So like he yeah. says, so so in general, my rule would be everybody who is not a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer, I'm taking the win when I can get it. Okay. Even on PC stuff, I just think history has shown us there's going to be so many ups and downs, hips and dips and whatever else. That is the thing. I don't know what player you could go and point to. I'm sure there might be Even one. Even Otani, by the way. There's always one that proves the rule. But think about how many cards you've seen on card letter or whatever that spike and inevitably, even if it doesn't come all the way down, comes down to where you could have sold it at the top, bought back in at the bottom. 100%. Including, by the way, Mahomes and all the guys we've mentioned. Like, yeah. Look at guys a year and a half ago. Ridiculous. Yeah, I think it's okay. very few I, and far between. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, now, I don't know, like the Ellie, though, like it does make me wonder if you ever see that come down. See, but but... It will, I think, at some point, but it's also yeah. possible. He's you're you're up sevenfold right now on your stuff. Is it possible that, that seven becomes an eleven x if they make the playoffs and he gets a walk off? Sure, but again, to me, it's like, well, let me let me just take the win. Yeah, for sure. I I guess in this situation, it is so dependent on the player. But in nine times out of ten, you're probably better I would rather off just be cautious. Yeah, at least nine times out of ten. Yeah, think of the guys we've seen with crazy speed. Julio Rodriguez. Yeah. Who last year was like, well, Julio's going to... Funny enough, Julio was actually picking it up recently, and that team's right on the verge of the playoffs. But even still, the last four or five months, you could have sold him Mm-mm. almost any time higher than he is today, and that would have won. And then if you're a Julio guy, fine. Sell a card for $300 when he's hot. Go back and buy it a month later, three months later for $200, and then you want to keep it? Yeah. I don't care. Your, your, your value is way lower. I think the... In my mind, I keep going back to like the idea of doing this with like the cautious, uh, the cautiousness you need to have with investing in any active player. But the situation with Wander, it didn't matter. It wouldn't matter if he was active. He had been in the Hall of Fame. Correct. He'd been retired. The specific situation he's in, you're going to have an effect on the card price if it turns out to be true. The overall issue that I have is investing heavily in anybody who's active, who has not solidified their space as a Hall of Famer. Sure. And just assuming that I, you know, I made a great investment years ago that this guy I've held for however long and he is now up 5X from wherever it was, that does not mean that you necessarily made a great investment if he is still playing because there's still so much opportunity for you to go down. By the way, the only other thing I'll add to this too I bought my, I've talked about this before, I bought my Larry Bird PSA 8 rookie for $792. There was a time that was about a seven dollars $8,000 card. Yeah. I still didn't sell it because I still just wanted the card. Yeah. And, and there comes a point where I'm like, well, even though this is an all-time high, it's probably going to come down, but what if it doesn't? And then I don't get to buy the card again. Yeah. So I think there's a balance there with that also. All right. Um, we're going to take a break from the People's episode, and we're going to get to our guest. Uh, Mr. Zach Poland from PC Sports Cards is joining us. Zach, how are you today, sir? I'm wonderful. How are you guys doing? Um, Zach from PC Sports Cards, we uh, wanted to have you on. I know you've got like a, a big event coming up, but we also wanted to talk a little bit. We were just on the subject of Wander. Um, we started wondering what the situation is for someone. You're one of the largest consigners in the country. Um, what's the situation if someone has listed wanders with you or bought from you guys and now all of a sudden there's news like this they want to return or anything do you guys have to deal with that much um 
That's actually a great question. So did any news come out today that's been different in the last couple of days? Because I haven't looked at my phone in like the last two hours. So mm, no, not today. Just some, tweet, just some tweets last night saying, hey, it looks like this could be very, very bad potentially. And obviously you're seeing the market react to it. Like people are freaking out. I saw that. I mean, I don't think that people would really have recourse to return the item. We haven't dealt with a lot of it yet. Yeah. Uh, it just, if they did that, I mean, that'd be something we would have to take on versus our customers. If it was your card and sold, like that's not your responsibility at that point. Oh, that's actually oh. what I wanted to get to. Okay. That's oh, another, nice. another advantage of, I mean, not to just pump the company here, but yeah, that's another advantage. I sell a $10,000 wander. Well, all of a sudden I'm not, I'm not facing a $10,000 refund, which is kind of nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. That, it's it's also hard for someone to return it on bogus claims now that there's the authenticity program with eBay. Well, I have had the opposite. We've had a couple. So we also do like fixed price stuff on higher end stuff. So a lot of people have called to send it to auction now. Like just sell it. I don't care what it gets. So, yeah. so we've had we've had that. Okay. Um, you guys have had some bigger story. Like you guys sold something pretty major recently, right? Wasn't there like a Babe Ruth? Uh, I saw oh, the collection. Yeah, it was like a million yeah. dollar collection. Yeah. It was a million dollar yeah, collection. We, Probably more than that. Yeah, it was actually it was multi million. It was a couple million bucks. Someone consigned their whole collection with us. Kind of did it over four weeks. And on the on the final night, we had a Ruth Garrick duel. That was like the that was the third or fourth Ruth auto that we sold over the four weeks for this guy. But that that card I thought was amazing. It was a legendary cuts. BJS not with a ten auto for both of them, which is pretty. What did that hard sell for? Find, like Fifty grand. Uh, it was a little less. It was like forty two and change, Golly. but it was paid right away. It's out the door. Someone got a centerpiece to their collection, and that's an insane. item you really can't replace. Do yeah. you? Uh, Those guys you, are not signing anymore. That's true. <laughs> okay, that's you can't make that joke. <laughs> I already made episode. Yeah. Um, do you? Guys, that's a good time to use it, though. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> do you take that to like an auction house, like PWCC or something like that, or is that still eBay? No, that was eBay. No, we sell that through eBay. We sell that it through is. eBay. Okay, especially. I was wondering when it's that big of an item. I, so I think the gap is really narrowing. I, I think, I think eBay. Hopefully, within a year, eBay will good for closer to a hundred grand. Right now, I think they're good fifty to sixty. We're working with them on some programs to get uh, like buyers pre vetted and stuff like that. And you've also seen a lot of uh, confidence falling from the in the auction houses as well throughout like just consumers in general, like people are seeing the numbers go down there too. So they want, you know, what, whoever gets the most eyes and yeah. generally that's eBay because they're a marketing company. Really. So, so if I were to ask you that two years ago, what was your number? Cause two years ago, my number was like anything over 10, eh, 15 or higher. I'm definitely going auction house, but I think that numbers actually jumped quite a bit. What, what would you have said two years ago? So here's the thing. So we sold something on eBay for over 100 grand at auction, or right around 100. I'm sorry, it was like 98. Was that and one that of Josh's stupid Herbert cards? No, it was a Mahomes PSA 10 red zone ticket, which it's the oh, all time high still for that sale. That being said, I, then I would have probably said 30,000, but I actually thought at the higher numbers you'd still you'd still get some of the bidders. I think now, but I'm also obviously a little more comfortable and confident in eBay given my background. So. Sure. Yeah, take, I, take my number there. Do, okay. do you guys have to deal with the same issue? Like our, we in the Facebook group, we see posts constantly of guys who are buying and selling their own cards and they're always oh, like posting, shilling and crap. Well, they're always either posting something about uh, shilling or they're posting something about uh, customers who they won't pay or they refuse to send a card or something like that. Do you have to deal with that the same as like your, you know, Joe Schmo selling on his own or like because you're a company you get more respectable purchasers. I, I've always been curious if you're getting the same issue. Uh, well, percentage-wise, I'd say we're way lower, right? Because we're doing so much more volume, but there's always going to be some bad apples. On the higher-end stuff, it's actually way less bad. It's more, if there's like a common, a guy that there's a lot of, a modern guy in the market, and the prices are dropping a lot, and people have heavy investments in them, I'll see people tampering with the market, but it's generally not like the actual consigner of the item. It's a random guy who owns the same card. Oh, I got you. Oh, I didn't okay. think of that. Okay, that makes more sense. If it if it's if it's the consigner of the item, they're one and done with us. I don't. I mean, I'd like to be able to give people a second chance, but I'm not letting someone else risk the integrity of my business, no matter the customer side. We can kneecap them. 
If you shill your items twice. Oh, that could be part of sponsorship. You know, I saw something recently. Are you in? It was a screenshot that showed whatnot commenting. Um, someone got an alert just saying like they were flagged and or I think they got dinged on their account, maybe like money taken away because they shill bid. Oh, I did see this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm curious. Does eBay ever do anything? Oh yeah, like if you that? shill bid, they can suspend your account. Absolutely. Like, Oh, they will. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that that's something that they're actively looking for. Well, the only thing is, is like for him, for, for Zach, like how do you even know? Because it's not the same guy bidding on his same item, right? So I, I am curious how they would even keep an eye out for that. I mean, we're on the lookout for it because, again, we don't want to get in trouble in oh, any way. Good. We don't also, right? We don't, we want your item to actually sell for what it's worth. We don't want people, right? Because think about it like this. You could bid it up to ten grand, a thousand dollar card and pay for it. And then all of a sudden the cards return for XYZ reason, made up reason, and then that customer disappears. We're out all that money. Yeah. So we also, you know, it's also in our best interest to make sure that so if someone bids on an item with us and doesn't pay, they might get one shot because there's a lot of people's lives, but <laughs> two times you're gone. We block you. That's cool. I like that. Um, so, so what is the, the event? Yeah, what is the upcoming event now? I know you guys have a big sale coming up. It ends, I think it ends the next weekend, right? Yeah, so the basically the way we did it is we wanted to start um, doing some big-time giveaways to our customers because they've been great. So we're basically giving away 25 grand for any item that is received with us, basically starting to the national till the end of uh, August. So August 31st, I believe it's 31 days in August. August 31st. 30 days. So any September, item received in house. November. 31. Yep, you're good. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I wasn't sure. I don't know the rhyme. I just try to do it. 30 days has September, April, June, and November. All the rest of 31 except for February because it's a crap month. Okay, that, sorry. That's the rhyme. Thank you. Yep. Zach, back to your thing. <laughs> so basically, anyone who sends us an item is eligible. Um, for every 25 items you send or $500 in value, whichever is higher, you will get a total number of entries You know, divided by 500 or divided by 25 for number of items if it's dollars versus items. Um, there's going to be a first prize winner, 20 grand, two second prize winners, a thousand each, four third place winners, $500 each. And then for new consigners, first time there's a separate pot of a thousand dollars. So do the math. It's 25 grand. I got to, so, I got to find out where my Bobby Witt is. I said, Bobby, that grand. card's coming back from PSA. I got to consign that for a customer. Anyways, came back at 10, 10. Um, I could cash in on sell Bobby yeah. too. It been, is. It's a very good time. If I could get Cohen to respond, I'm moving Your that partner is a bit of a weasel. If I would, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I did no paperwork. He's so lazy with it. He did everything for me. I'm sitting here just complaining. I I am going to send something. I want to. I want to win twenty thousand dollars. Um, no, you can't win. Jesse's no, not eligible. I could win. Just don't Jesse. tell anybody I won. Um. Okay. So that goes on. Basically, anybody who sends you anything, you they automatically entered. They don't have to do anything else to do that, right? Yeah. Okay. The drawings probably so. The items have to all end. So it's everything that comes in by August 31st, figure everything lists by the 5th of September. Within five days of that, I would guess, everything will be listed maybe a little sooner than seven days to run because we need to know the sale price. So the, the actual drawing is probably going to be around between the 18th and 23rd of September, I would guess. Oh, okay, cool. Just but based on time. I'm having a kid in. in early September. I think I should win based on that. No, boo. The okay, kids, this says my, already sent you plenty of gifts. my value bulk modern submission was complete on the 8th. But that doesn't mean you guys have it back yet, right? If it was complete on the 8th, we probably have it back. Well, this is a scandal. You hear that? My card got <laughs> stolen. That yeah. was going to win me 20 uh, grand. For the record, I haven't been in all week. My son has hand, foot, and mouth, so I haven't been oh. checking Mike's orders. I haven't you, been in the office because you today, normally so. would check his orders. Hand, only foot, his. and mouth. What? Hand, foot, and mouth. It's a thing kids get sometimes. They get it all the time. He got it twice in three weeks, which I think is a record. You're not. Sub- What's I, a kid just chewing his toenails? What's Mike walks here? into the office today asking, "Do you want to do a dad podcast?" The guy doesn't even know hang what on, hand, foot, and on. mouth is. Zach, let me hit you with the name of this, though. It's going to be me, Jesse, and my father. Podcast name, Dad Pod. Dude, I, that's, that's pretty a, cool. Thank Dude, you. You did not come name. up with Dad Pod. Do not. That dad was, Pod. You didn't come up with Dad Pod. Eddie, you can cut his mic. That I, was my. I I can't even believe this right now. Here you go. Go to PCSportsCards.com. Losing my mind. You can mind. grade with them. You can consign with them. You can grade and then consign, like I did with this Bobby Witt for my customers, Chris and Jamie. These are all I'm options. excited. I'm very excited. Yeah. You could you can win twenty thousand dollars to offset 
your week two gambling losses, you know? <laughs> oh, we think it's going to change someone's mind, but it's like week three of the NFL season. People are just going to be, you Here, know. Here's what you do. You take two gambles. Picks. You take one gamble on your, your football pick. You take another gamble that you're going to win the 20 grand. Boom, bam, at the end, you're you're a winner. There's no chance you don't. You lose two gambles. Everything. Everyone who's heard that is now dumber. <laughs> uh, or parlay and win three times the money. Oh, Sixty. Damn. Right. Here we go. Right oh, okay. My kid is not going to college. Don't Zach, worry. About, I would not worry about that. Zach Poland from PC Sports Cards. Thank you so much for coming and representing you guys. Uh, we appreciate it. Thank you for the giveaway, and uh, we'll continue to promote you. If you guys want to get in on this, we've got links on the website sportscardsnonsense.com under card services. Go check them out. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. Any questions, Josh or I will probably reach out to you on the forum. Thank you. Thank you, Zach. Thanks, Zach. Have a good one, guys. See you, man. See you, man. The NBA playoffs are here. And we all know playoff mode is a thing. Listen to the evidence. Playoff crowds are going wild. Playoff players are lighting up the court. Even your speakers are in playoff mode. Okay, we'll take it down a notch, but just a notch, because this is the turn it up to 11 NBA playoffs. Playoff mode is clearly a thing. The NBA playoffs presented by Google Pixel continue on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, there you go. There was Zach from PC Sports Cards. And I think before we get back into the people segment, can we just go ahead and bust out the nonsense segment? Because I know What's you're going to just leave no room for it, but we need to get it get to it. What do you want? There's a number of nonsense things that we have to talk about. Um, the very first thing is, as of tomorrow, August 18th, Lorcana officially launches. Uh, there was There's already a, a question about this in the people segment, so I'm going to go ahead and cover it now. Uh, this is a very, very hyped product. I need to emphasize, though, just because you had a pre-order in, fortunately, I don't think this has happened to me yet, but just because you had a pre-order in, I have been told many peoples are getting canceled. Uh, apparently, Lorcana has come out and just said, we're not going to have as much supply initially as we thought. There are uh, some comments out there that say that they will continue to make supply as demand is needed. But they also have another chapter that comes out, I believe, in November. So that does lead me to question just how much uh, product they can actually make before they have to start making the next one. Because people are asking, like, what? how much is there going to be? Overall, they will try and meet this demand currently. But I, if they've had months of time to already get prepared for this and they're not going to have it, I think you're going to see some limited demand on this, which is probably one of the reasons why you're seeing cards that came out from the Gen Con event a couple of weeks ago still going up in pricing. I think the a box on eBay sold yesterday for 350 bucks. I, prices had started to come down, but it looks like they're going back up a little bit. I I'm going to be confident if it sells because I think they're supposed to sell in store for 150 for a booster box. I think everything else, everything online is going for 200 to 250, very minimum. Um, so take all that, all you Lurkana people. I do think that this is going to be great. Just don't spend over 300 as of yet. I think you can definitely get it for cheaper. Okay, that was nonsense update number one. Number two has to be pop century pricing. Oh, yeah. Um, what is this at? So I think I mentioned on the uh, episode last week that that Clint Eastwood was Eddie's. Uh, it is not Eddie's. In fact, he had, he pulled a one of one Harrison Ford. Oh yeah, you lied to this me. Is I forgot a, about that. This is a different one because actually someone 
uh, reached out and they said they had issues with the guy who was selling. Uh, that is not anybody we know. So I would like to go ahead and remove our name completely from that and, and Eddie's as well. Uh, but if you go out and check some of the pricing on this, it's kind of insane. Um, on the 13th, a one of one gold superfractor of Salma Hayek sold for $4,000. Uh, yesterday, a one of one Joe Pesci sold for $3,500. Uh, there's been a number of Macaulay Culkins going for 2300 to uh, 13 to 1500 It's There's a lot of really nice value in here. And it, they don't all have to be one-of-ones. There's a number of like out of eight or out of tens that are selling for uh, a few hundred, 500 to 1000 I don't Stans know. Stans is in this one. Oh, is he really? Like Jason Elliott's got a one-of-one. Yeah. Jason Alexander? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. That's awesome. And it's um, a picture of George. I like that. So anyways, uh, people have been wanting to know how that's doing. There you go. There's your little update. Um, cases, my cases from Eddie are supposed to be in tomorrow, hopefully. So uh, either this weekend or early next week, I'm going to start getting rid of personal. So if anybody's interested, uh, you can go ahead and message me on uh, Facebook Messenger if you want. But otherwise, we'll uh, we'll see you then. The next up is, oh, uh, the Pokemon the release of Obsidian Fire is what just came out. 151 is about to come out. Uh, Obsidian Fire is the reason I'm even mentioning this is because it's Fire. finally going up in value. Like the last couple releases just haven't been as hot, but I did a little research. Turns out this has happened with almost every new uh, chapter of Pokemon that they've done. The Scarlet and Violet thing uh, is brand new and it goes down in value and then it goes up over time. So if anybody's still looking to get into it or they're interested, if you want a discount, the only the guy I get my stuff through is Rounding Up TCG. Uh, he does a fifteen percent discount if you subscribe to the emails at the bottom of the page. Boom, bam! That's your Pokemon update. The other one I was going to mention was we just did a big uh, La Liga select uh, NFT rip on Wednesday and then last Friday as well. A uh, very very popular thing because it was all free stuff that we just got to give away. Um, we are now also going to be talking up a little bit of candy digital. Um, they, they do the digital collectibles with MLB, uh, and they have MLB licensing. So it's all like legit stuff. There's an upcoming giveaway we're going to be doing where they're going to have physical giveaways and some packs, um, to be able to give away. All you have to do is sign up for an account, uh, or, uh, get a pack. So we're excited to do all these things just because it's all giving away stuff for free to all of you guys. And we just wanted to make sure you knew, but the secondary market, like we, we, that's how it all started. But I started like opening some of the packs they sent me. I just like, I opened one of these candy packs and I just started, uh, I feel kind of bad. I sold a few of the things that I, I got in there. I just sold a Gunner Henderson that I just opened out of one of the packs that were like 20 bucks. And I sold it for 80 bucks last night. And then like I get 51% of that or no? nope, you have your own packs. So take that. <sighs> um, there's also uh, a few other ones that I don't, I don't know, but they, they are selling for a hundred bucks and I just listed mine for like 75. I'm like, Oh, Hey, I'm just going to get cash. So um, these packs that they're just giving, they're going to be able to give us to give to you guys. If you're in awesome. If not, there's a secondary market that can go get some cash for them. So uh, some cool stuff for sure. Yeah. The there's an Otani, uh, that just went for a few thousand out of like a $20 pack. Um, Ellie de-, de la Cruz going for a few hundred dollars again out of like a $20 pack. So they've got a, a following. That's all I can say. If you're not into the non-physical, that's fine. You can still get physical prizes, but you still don't have to to worry about it. Just know that there's value. Um, Who is Kodak Black? Kodak Black is a rapper, I believe. One of one pop century sold for 500 bucks. You oh. know who this is. Well, I think the little baby did at least a few hundred out it's of just eight. Just the baby. No, it's little baby. Please don't. Oh, really? Please don't. You can correct me on Aaron Rodgers versus. Oh, I'm, I forgot. Yeah, you're a rap guy. Don't, my my apologies. Okay, don't even. At least I know a little bit about pop culture, bro. You're over here like, oh, what's pop culture? Joe Pesci, who Al Pacino, who De Niro. That's you. Last rap album. You That's you. To. Go ahead. Let's go rap for rap. We'll go. We'll go artist for artist. Done. <laughs> Go ahead, name one. <laughs> You're sitting at home playing with your stupid Pokemon I don't Pokemon listen to albums. YouTube I listen to crap. singles, okay? Uh, of what? Well, the last rap single you listen to? Uh, uh-huh. It's, a, it's another song. You know what we call that? Point, <laughs> set, match. Shut your mouth, do your job, and put your jimmies on the board. 
You know who Kodak Black is. You know what your job is. Eddie, Eddie, do you know Kodak? Eddie knows him, guaranteed. Eddie, you know Kodak Black? Yeah. Rapper? Yeah, listen to some rapper, yeah. Okay, now correct this part. I thought it was The Baby. It's Lil Baby? Or there's the baby, little baby. There's a In lot of product, rappers with baby. It's little yeah. baby. Oh, I know yeah. the the baby. I don't know what to he tell was you famous. Right now. He's been famous for years, though. I don't know who little baby is. <laughs> Who's coming up with these names, by the way? The people probably who chose the name. I mean, I would guess they chose it. Um, suggestion. We gotta go back to the people's. <laughs> Uh, that's your nonsense update. Thank you very much for playing along. Uh, we are going to go back to our next guy in the row. Uh, Justin Farber. I love to hear your take on a vintage set breaks in comparison to breaking modern products. I've broken 27 vintage sets since September and demand is strong. I think there's definitely a connection. People get burnt with new products, though still want the excitement. Vintage set breaks can offer participants a transparent checklist of cards with more stable values. He makes some solid points okay, here. Okay, okay. By the way, I like, I've like i known Justin on Facebook, at least, and we've interacted a number of times. Nice guy, reasonable guy, that's fine. Just to be clear, you can get smoked in a vintage break, too. Hey, this 1966 sure. top set is $200 a spot. Yeah, somebody's going to hit the $1,800 mantle. Somebody's also going to hit the whatever nine, 900th pick in the draft for the White Sox that sells for 2 bucks. So I that part has no... That you get burnt just as the odds are just the same there. I guarantee it. However, there's a fraction of a big section of people that love vintage breaks. No yeah. question. I don't. I don't like the comparison of like, hey, you're not getting burnt here. You are there. Like you're going to get crushed in both, probably at the same rate. But I do think there's a big demand for vintage set breaks. Guys love it. I wonder if it is just the specific breaks he's getting into. Maybe there's just uh, per capita more hits in that set than there was in maybe a more modern set. I mean, my, my answer to that would be buy a PYT of Topps Chrome. Like, I think that is one of the safest returns on a value for a break or finest. Okay. A PYT of a product like that that's base heavy. Yeah. Where you can grade your way out. I think the odds of seeing a return or hitting big are, are better than almost any other style of break out there. Okay. As opposed to a flawless hit draft. Yeah. Okay. Or not even a hit draft. A flawless well, yeah, hit draft, too, because the price is so stupid. Even number one probably doesn't cover. So, so you're, not a, you're still not a fan. I just don't like them. I don't care about vintage sets, though. I think they're, there's no arguing, by the way, and this is not a shot at Justin because I think, to his point, he's done 27 already since September. The demand is definitely there. We've done some on the app. Yeah. The demand is there. There's no question. Uh, Ken has one posted up right now, I'm pretty sure, uh, in Evansville Card Shop on the app. So no question there's demand. It's not for me. The value proposition, I don't think, is a reasonable point. Everything else about it, I'm all for. I think people love it. When they do the set breaks, the vintage ones at least, I've only ever seen them do it where they're selling like, individual card spots. That's is, what he's talking about. So you but, take it. So they're not doing a per team or anything like that. No, no, no. Okay. So say the set 19, what I'm making up numbers, 1956 tops card number one through 500. Sure. Here's our 500 list of names. We randomize Random the order. Off. Jesse comes up with card number one, yep. Mike card two, Eddie card three, whatever, whoever lands next to the mantle spot gets the mantle and so on and so forth. No, no, no. That makes so, sense. So it's very similar to a random teams break. Sure. Except you get a, you're guaranteed something. But again, if it's a $9, you know, common you're getting crushed but yeah. i think it's a cool concept no i'm not knocking it uh eric young i know you've discussed it before about in vintage nfl and nba not being the same as vintage mlb what is it going to take to get it to grow more interest never, i i have a theory on this but i'd like to hear yours never gonna happen i disagree but okay if anything ahead. i think it gets less and less popular the demand for johnny unitas wasn't strong 20 years ago it's, it's probably weaker today because even less people saw him play or care about him. Why are people in 20 more years going to care at all? Now, with baseball, I'm wrong because I try to prescribe that same thing. It doesn't work. Baseball is just an anomaly. But I don't think people care about it, and especially I, in football and basketball. I don't think it's an anom anomaly. I Honestly, I do think it's a age thing. I think that when you have more people that are – because there, there's a difference between, like, greatness and um, – what's a term, like, for someone, uh, like, legendary – there are legendary players, but I feel like if you have a legendary player, they're dead. There are not as many really all-time great basketball and football players that are dead just because they have not, it hasn't had as much time. Baseball has had the time to have those greats. And again, it was like America's first sport. So it also carries a little extra prestige, but those all-time greats are the legends that that sport has to garner all that vintage attention Versus NFL and NBA, 
they will require another couple decades before you see some of these greats that we all know and love Montana or Elway or, you know, but whoever those else. But those aren't vintage. We're talking about Unitas, Star, Jim Brown, Sammy Ball. Those guys are all dead. Same, but same then, era as Mantle. But again, in another 20 years, you would consider that vintage. Like at least like guys from like the 80s, 70s, 80s. But that's not his. You may be right about that, by the way, but that is not his question. He's saying he's, vintage he's football. He's asking what will it take to grow more interest in it? And I in think vintage you, football. But that's what I mean. I think you have to give it more time for the for there to be a love of vintage. And you need. You are to, saying that we need to wait for the next generation of vintage because the guys you just named are not. That's not vintage football. Not yet. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So you, you don't have think to wait. So you don't think there's going to be anything that grows the older no, guys than that? Like, I, like I do. I don't think there's anything either. I don't know. I, I couldn't say that there wouldn't be anything. I do think that there's there's a window for a real upsurge in uh, attention to vintage NFL and NBA. I think that just requires those people to die. Unfortunately. That's a it's a sad truth, but I think like legendary status means there's nothing that they could do to up in the legacy that they had. So, yeah, I, here's my thing, though, um, with baseball, this speaks to the popularity of the sport, too. You ask even your dad, who's I mean, not a huge sports fan. I mean, Old, he know, yeah, he cared about stuff when he was a kid. Yeah. yeah you ask him about some Ernie Banks. Yeah. OK. I think we need to call your dad. Have we ever called your dad on the show? Give him a, give him a ring. You want to call my dad? Yeah, give your dad a ring. My, call him up. I'm going to make Mark. this point. But call, call Mark, and then we'll call Gio, too. We'll rope Gio into. You want to call this? The popularity of baseball 50 years ago, 60 years ago, 60 years ago now, mm-hmm. I think was, I mean, unbelievably more popular than the other sports. Like, I've never heard my dad talk about, and he'll talk about some old school stuff, but like Ted Williams. And he, I don't even know if he saw Ted Williams play, quite frankly. But that was life to our grandfather, our fathers and our grandfather's generation. Baseball was like life. Even non-sports people. Everybody knew the top 10. Everybody knew who Sandy Koufax and Hank. It was America's pastime. Back then, it it really was. I don't think people really cared nearly as much. I mean, look at even just the size of the leagues. There were like six to eight teams in the NBA for most of Bill's championships. Yeah, I agree with that. The NFL is a totally different game. Baseball is also, to me, the sport that has changed the least. Throw the ball, hit the ball. And I think that's, again, to that point, it's the sport that's changed the least. You know what that means to me is like it's a bunch of old white guys that love it in over this time. Because it's not to say that they're the only people who love baseball, but it is predominantly the sport that that class has gone to to be like their all time favorite. I think that as you've seen more and more of a melting pot throughout the country, you're going to see more and more people be drawn to sports that they are more represented in. And so in this case, I think you're going to see more football and basketball be start to take over as what the parents seem to that thought of as their sport, the American sport of their time. So again, I, it just goes back to time. Yeah, I don't know me. if I agree with that though. I mean, the majority of players in the NBA have always been at least past the sixties have been non-white and it's still not a popular sport. Baseball has been mostly not a popular sport, dude. What do you say? I know for that saying. generation back then. You're, to your point, you just said like a bunch of old white guys. But I'm thinking like in baseball for the past forty years, I bet has been predominantly non-white stars for the last forty years. But you would not consider that vintage, correct? I'm saying like right now, the guys who love all that vintage stuff are the guys who. Oh, I agree with that. The old white guys at the show. Yes. Yeah, okay. exactly. I got you. I got you. So I'm just saying like I now. And just just to be clear, I don't think it's ever going to change with vintage football. Vintage football itself may change. Montana mm-hmm. at some point will become vintage. But what we're talking about here is what's ever going to spark interest in the old school. I don't think anything. Nothing. Why? Why now all of a sudden that, is there going to be a surge in popularity of Johnny United Sports star Jim Brown? Why is Bill Russell going to be more popular in twenty years? I don't think he will. Maybe. Yeah. I, I just that, don't. That I, I can I've, see. I've sure. often made that point though. With like, man, once these old guys with the mantles die off, like, the, does the mantle market? Mantle is the safest market in sports. Baseball is just such a crazy. And even young guys love mantle. Dude, it's amazing. Like that's what's crazy. I think young guys love mantle for the value in the hobby. I don't know that but genuine, who's out no, there. Like what they, young kid they in do. high school right now is like, no. oh, mantle's my guy. Maybe not in high school, but like the, go look at the shows, dude. The twenty and thirty year olds, they have not, a lot of them have nice mantles. It's crazy. 
And it doesn't make sense to me. And I've been wrong about mm -hmm. this for years because I always thought like eventually no one's going to care. And it's just every year it's where it's wrong. Maybe. I do think that that just goes back to value, in my opinion. I don't think Could they be. would care much about him if they didn't have, like, some high return at, at our age group. But maybe. You could say that about everything, though, right? Like, if it doesn't have a high return, sure. why would I? Yeah. Do? No, that's fair. But. Um, he does have a couple other questions I thought were still good. Usually, we only give you one, but no, he's okay, got Eric. some good ones. Yep. Uh, will defensive players ever get more love for the hobby in the NFL world? No. You'll always have your one-offs. Chase Young, his rookie year, was great. Sauce Garner, awesome value. In general, no. Occasionally have standouts who will. Okay. I think we'll see receivers and running backs get value before defensive players for sure. Yeah, it does seem And like even that, hard. I don't know when that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, last question. Will Fanatics bring back the game use relics slash patches to yep. garner more interest with the newer crowd? Certainly seems so. like it. So they, I mean, it's what Tops does now. So, yes. Uh, next questioner, David Wang. Disney's Lorcana is being officially released tomorrow. So if you have room for a non... Oh, yeah. This is the guy who asked. David Wang. Uh, there you go. We went over... Oh, he does ask top chase cards. Top chase cards right now are going to be Mouse. any of the like <laughs> full art uh, cards. I think there's 12 of them. Um, those are your foil cards specifically. Those are the chase cards. They have a little symbol on the bottom. Here's a fun fact. They uh, The little symbols on the bottom of the cards... Uh, depending on how many sides means what level of uh, rarity they are. You're looking for the one that has six sides on it. That is considered, I believe, uh, enchanted. That is, those are your most rare cards and most valuable. Let me take this next one. We already talked about these few in a row anyways. Shoemaker makes a good, has a good question and a good topic. What should a person's expectations be when buying a box, a case, a box cards, case cards, whatever, in terms of ROI? Unless you had a high-end rookie auto with hype, Purdy, Ellie, or the like, uh, you're not going to immediately flip. So how long should they expect to hold? Expectation when buying a box, nothing. Only buy wax and buy into breaks with money you're expecting nothing back on. You will get something back, but but go into it with no expectation ever. Mm -hmm. Even the PYT play, like to me, if you're going to get into breaks, you go PYT consistently, same team, long-term, grade your way out, you can do good, maybe hit the monster. But even there, you are. it is a risk, plain and simple. You hit a high-end, super high-end hype guy like he just mentioned, absolutely sell immediately, make your money. If not, it really depends. Like Bowman stuff, years. Yeah. I still have 10 to 15 cases of 2021 Bowman Chrome. It came out over two years ago, but I just think that's going to be a product that's going to pop eventually, and when it does, I'll cash in then. But Bowman prospecting to me is the most long-term. Basketball and football, there's exceptions. But after a year, I mean, we usually have a fairly decent idea. Again, I know there's exceptions. But and especially with the hobby, with basketball and football, if you don't do anything for the first year and you have no hype coming up, mm -hmm. it's a it's an uphill battle. You could be very, very good, and it's still an uphill battle to prove hobby relevance and hobby value. Uh, there is funny. There's a funny post in the Facebook group. I don't think they were trying to be funny, but uh, they posted up that they went to Walmart and they bought a box of cards and they got nothing out of it. And they want to know why Walmart won't listen to them uh, when they're requesting their money back. I think it was true. I think it, there's like 7,000 or 8,000 people who have seen it. And uh, I don't know how many hundreds of comments on there. If there's anyone out there who believes that just because you buy a card or, or a box of cards that you should get something that you like in there, uh, please don't assume that. Don't think that. <laughs> don't. That, that's not the case. And uh, there will sometimes be something you like or maybe even something of value and you like. But sometimes there's going to be absolutely nothing in there. That's just the chance you take. I mean, there's going to be like, uh, if they say there's two autos per box, there'll be two autos per box, but it could be people you've never heard of. There you go. If you, if for whatever reason you don't know that already, maybe you're a new listener, maybe you're just new to the hobby, just know that you buy something, it does not guarantee you you're going to get something you like. Uh, next up, Adam Corey. How do you determine if a card is good enough to grade? Uh, yeah, we kind of went over this with the Michael Harris question. We started the show with the SGC stuff. Like, how do you determine? Look at values. No, no, no. I think he's talking about, like, print lines, corners, rough edges. Oh, the condition. I mean, look at the condition. Yeah. Is it centered? I mean, you, your basic conditions are surface, corners, centering, and edges. So, be, okay. yeah, be very strict with it. Um, oh, I skipped one. So Joe Dorenzio, I believe, says, what creative product changes do you think Panini could make this year to help autograph heavy football products sell without young Stroud and Levis autos? 
I do like his example. He says, add case hit inserts in contenders, create dual collegiate uh, plus NFL patch cards for NT Immaculate Fallis. Those are not bad. I actually ideas. like those ideas. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Have, nothing really jumped out to me. I think those would actually be solid ideas. And then the other thing I would say is, if at all possible, I would try to keep their base rookies SP as much as possible. Oh, okay. Because people will chase them. I don't want them flooded. Yeah, have them be short prints. No, that's a good point. You should get some kind of a chase with it. Um, Freaking Morgan, by the way. He's hinting. I know. He didn't put a question mark, though. Did you notice that? You know what, Morgan? I have a question. How dare you? You know, here's here's something. I'm going to have Call everybody Morgan. troll you. Uh, Morgan is... Call in, Mark. His name is Morgan John Fox on Facebook. He He posts a ton in the group. He also just happens to be the director of the documentary that we were a part of. He is trolling us right now as far oh, as hinting that there could be a uh, release of the documentary this fall. So... No, I don't want no to phone. Him. No phone today. No, I mean we were gonna. No fun episode. We already moved back. No, I can already tell that you've died out as soon as you, I start talking. We didn't so. call Mark. We didn't call Morgan. We we moved past the subject. I had it ready to go. I'm not just gonna go back if we already moved subjects. A lot of Lorcana talk. Couldn't help but notice that. Yeah, a lot of it. A lot Spent of it. Like maybe ninety <laughs> All seconds. Right, let's do one or two more of these and be done. Um, actually, some good. I I kind of uh, like Jeff Ing. SCN Parent Corner. How's Mike mentally this. preparing for the gauntlet that is new fatherhood? And what is Jesse's one piece of advice for all new dads? <laughs> Let your I wife swear. raise the kids. Mike, I'm don't you dare. Uh, Jesse's a, a father. I'm just kidding. I'm a father. <laughs> <laughs> Coming from the guy who has no emotion towards being a parent whatsoever. Hey, Mike, what do you think about being a dad? Mm, the kids got to be here soon. Just waiting. Oh, my wife keeps talking to me about it. That's your response about being a dad. I like how my voice changes every time with you. Hey, I'm Boston Mike. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> tell me. Tell. I want to know, how are you mentally preparing for the gauntlet that is fatherhood? I, I, same way I prepare for everything else. It's when it's Not here, I'll, I'll do, yeah, I'll do it. I don't really get overly worked up and stressed. Uh, I tell you one thing I have done to prepare, Jeff. Actually, this is a serious thing. I've stopped talking to people about it. I don't care. It's not that I don't want advice and some advice I value. Mm -hmm. I am so sick of people and their remarks. Oh, little old to be having a kid. Well, you're a little dumb to be having a kid and you did it. You know, you ready to not <laughs> sleep anymore? I was a breaker for years. And I still do. I don't sleep now. I'm drinking Celsius at 3 a.m. Yeah, I'm, honestly, it'd probably be the most sleep I get in my life. You'll sleep great. I'm going to sleep fine. I mean, like, fine. What, I mean, what do we do? Everybody under the sun has kids and everybody manages to raise them. Like, I just, I, I am so sick of the process of pregnancy. That's what I'm ready to be done with. Once the kid comes, I will be thrilled. I will share my one piece of advice that I've shared with you. I've shared it with your wife. Who knows if you're ever listening to it. Um, and it's hard, really not even my advice. Hard my, to take it from you. My wife told me that my wife is like one of these people who is naturally born to have children. Like she just like knows everything about them, feels completely comfortable around them. I was not that way when we first had our kid. And this was the advice that I think she gave me that I have since passed along to anybody else. There were kids being born for the last how many thousands of years? Yep. Just because you don't have all the answers right now doesn't mean you're not going to be a great parent and you can't handle the situation. Yep. I, I love I that advice because it's like there's so many different books and there's so many different pieces of advice of what to do. Is that kid's going to be okay? You know, I'm not saying don't look into it. Don't do a little research. But at the end of the day, you're probably going to be okay as long as you have a modicum of, of common sense. So, Boom. Roasted. I agree with that. You have shared that with me before, and I've taken it to heart. Oh, really? He's just saying that people don't I listen don't to any of his lies. I know. Um, all right. I think we have three more. You want to hit three I'm more? I'm pumped about the dad pod. Dad? You think Sim is going to pick this up once a week? Me, you, and Papa Gio. How do you think Dad or Papa Gio is going to be on ooh, the podcast? I think we should have both our dads. I would love. My, oh my dad is. God. A, here's the thing. My dad would be great. He actually on a might pod. be good. I'm trying to think, too. Here would be the 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 uh, catch line. Dad pod. A mobster, a money guy, a mouth. That's the three of us. Papa Gio, you're the money guy. Financial person. You know that. Money and the guy. mouth. So I run my mouth. No, no, That's no, I it. Got it. I'm trying I to think it. how your dad fits in, though. My dad's like the intellectual. He has, he's read more books than half the people. I mean, that's what we would actually need. None of us would be that person. So my dad reads plenty. He read the Belichick book. <laughs> <laughs> actually, my dad reads a ton. Just like he reads the stuff I read. Like you know my dad's like a published author. I didn't even know he's been like he. Not only is a reader, he's call been your writing dad. apparently. Call him right now. 
I, well, honestly, call him real quick. I, now we're talking about it again. My dad has gotten on so many. One phone call sites. per. This is weird. One phone call per. I just, I feel like it's necessary. I need you to not go too crazy. I'm not going to go crazy at all. I have a serious question for him. That's it. We've not introduced Mark to this world yet or our world to Mark yet. Turn the volume up. I'll handle it. <laughs> me and Mark have a great relationship. This is my. We both listen to Chicago. Let me handle but, this. Please. Let me, da, 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 da. At least let me prep I, him. I'm just going to prep him. It's a very simple question. He's, he's not going to answer anyways. He's I'm surprised he didn't send you a voicemail. Actually, he knows like I'm mad at him because it was. Your call oh, to an oh voice my. What are you mad at? What happened? He yesterday was our 15 year anniversary and then call or text. <laughs> yeah, he'd be great. On the, yeah, intellectual. All right. I went online. I went. No, no, no. I, I guarantee. Does he know? Does I guarantee he, know? he knew. He just he's one of those people who would like he would. His dream would be to be in a dark corner of an Irish pub, drinking a beer, reading a book or writing a book. And that would that would be his life. Sounds, I that. tell you, he sounds riveting for a podcast. Then, my yeah, God. honestly, a dad podcast. He doesn't even congratulate his kid on an anniversary. Okay, are wow. you actually coming down on my dad right that, now? No, I'm, I'm taking up your side. I'm having your you, back. I don't need my back taken up. He actually did text me because I posted on social media. I asked my stepmom if she would punch him for me because oh, he didn't say anything. Boy. He said, "Yes, I remembered your anniversary. Yes, I'm sending a card. <laughs> no, I did not call you. Sue me." <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Father of the year. I take it back. God. Oh, don't you? I'm kidding. Dare. He's a nice guy. I like your dad. That don't is funny, you though. Dare. Is there a <laughs> I just like nope, not not calling nope. you. No, he's gonna hear about it more. <laughs> does but. he does he congratulate Jacob? Does he like does he get an anniversary? Here's the that's the only reason I care. I think he would have. Or I think call he your did. brother. <laughs> you know what? Call your brother. <laughs> this is how we're ending the show. This is Sports Cards Nonsense Brought by the Ringer Podcast Network by by Spotify. We're just gonna call everybody on the phone now. No, we're this will be it and then we'll just end the show. Hello, <laughs> your brother on the phone. Another guy built for a podcast. Nobody. I like your brother. I'm just kidding. You know, you that. are such a terrible person. I'm not going to stoop to your level and just insult your One family. One of my favorite nephews. I enjoy your family. None of my family wants to no. talk to me. This is amazing. And Call your mom. One more. It. One more. Somebody in your family talk to you. <laughs> God, this is sad. They all heard that I called the restaurant and found out how many people were coming. Now oh, no one yeah. We weren't supposed to talk anymore. about that. Yeah. Well. What are we doing with Tina? Hey, honey. Oh, oh. Hey, Tina, Mom. thanks for answering. Jesse needed somebody in his life to care, and you've done that. So, <laughs> oh. hey, well, hey, Mom. Um, I'm glad I could be here for you. But Mom, you're on a podcast, just so you know that. that. She's doing great. Oh, man, yeah. did you have to do that? Yeah, say something country or from Texas. Say, or say how much you love me. Jacob and Dad, Dad never called me yesterday on our hey, first Tina, 15 year Tina, anniversary. Did you, did you call or text Jesse yesterday for anniversary? She did. Yes. Yeah, she did. Best pairing you have. He's there you my go. baby. Oh, wow. Uh, that solves it. You know, did you know Mark did not call him yesterday and then said, send him a text saying, sue me? <laughs> he did, did say, did sue me. Did you know that there's absolutely nothing I can say about that politely? Oh, oh. my parents are divorced since I was 13. <laughs> that's the they reason. They get along very well. <laughs> that's though. the reason they're divorced. He doesn't care what anniversary is. <laughs> that was the reason why. <laughs> he found out. Um, all right. If you have any uh, thing you want to say, this is the time. I'm going to go ahead and end this call. I yeah, think. just end it. I think we're good. Thank you, Tina. No, but appreciate it. All right. Love, love you, you Mom. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. I'm telling you, he missed the anniversary. I guarantee it. It was the start of the downfall of that marriage. Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by the Ringer Powered by we're Spotify. We're good. We're done. We're out. Have a great weekend, people. There's going to be a lot. I tell you what, there's going to be a lot of phone calls on the dad pod. I'm pumped about this one. Goodbye. Bye. See you Thursday. Monday.